BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, everybody. Tonight we're debating whether or not Islam is good or bad for society, and we are starting right now with Hussein's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Hussein. The floor is all yours. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, so I'm sure many people here today are probably atheists or secular liberals and most likely will not see any value in religious or religious teachings through texts. So I'll try and aim to simply show that religion is good for society and Islam is good for society as well. Uh, Islam specifically is the best monotheistic faith, in my view, and best religion, as it is also a way of life and has more requirements for people. There's a theory of, uh, for example, like stereotype theft threat, as well as uh, Fimigalian effect. It's a P-Y-G-M-A-L-I-O-N um, that shows that when we provide society with higher morals or higher expectations, people will attempt to fulfill them. This provides a better society overall. Islam offers this, again, as it uh, provides a stable and great way to do good deeds, as well as a discipline to be a good character. Um, the contrast here would be the, you know, atheism and liberalism, where uh, for some reason, a lot of them don't really like Aristotle or Kant. They're not very popular among atheists and liberals. They adhere to utilitarianism and personal pleasures in the form of happiness. Because of Islam's practices such as mandatory prayer, Friday prayer service, the cat ruling on marriages, uh, infidelity, cheating, and premarital sex, as well as drug use, uh, the regular prayer is a constant reminder and regulates people to behave in a good manner. Uh, Islam teaches one to be humble beneath God as well as thankful for one's current lot in life, even if it is not the best. So a good study of this is Enninger and Sean's LM 2020. It said Muslims had the highest life satisfaction out of all religions. Being Muslim made one happier than earning a six-figure salary, even while being poor, whereas being an atheist made one unhappy and being a poor, than being a poor person over, and overall were the most unhappiest group in the survey. A good example as well to compare this would be atheist suicide rates versus theist suicide rates. Islam was, again, the lowest based off the study off of a World Health Organization. People who actively, um, it looks like people who actually should be more depressed, i.e. the Muslim countries, um, due to invasion and control from foreign powers, as well as really crappy dictators, um, as well as being poor developer nations, were actually the happiest, ironically. Another study found that negative correlation between both societies, it was called Islamic countries and Western countries, the relationship between suicide and Islam across national study. Uh, so essentially, the Islamic countries had reduced suicide versus secular liberal ones. 
Um, Islam also has a reduce of HIV and sexual diseases. This was found in a Peter Gray study. Um, there was less prevalence of sexual diseases among Muslims. Another study by Amy Adamsuk, uh, posted in American Sociology Association, found that Muslims are more likely to have less premarital sex as well as affairs. And a country, as a country gained more Islamic influence, its non-Muslim inhabitants as well had less premarital sex and adulterous affairs uh, due to the surrounding Muslim population. So uh, even non-Muslims were improved or had better social conditions due to these social pressures. So <clears throat> these things, like when you take into account pair bonding, mate guarding, have led to society with stronger family ties, stronger life satisfaction and happiness. Uh, religious families are less likely to divorce per, per a Stanford study of premarital cohabitation, uh, cohabitation and marital dissolution, a reply to Manning and Smock and Cooperberg. Uh, this is from Rosenfield. Uh, we can also look at the statistics as well as uh, biological evolution um, with the belief in God and compare and contrast like conservative or religious people to atheists and liberal people. There's uh, tons of studies on this. So many people have concluded that religious and conservatives were more happy with their family life, mental health, and life in general. This is found in a W. Bradford Wilcox paper, a research paper by Pew Research on 2019 by Joey Marshall also found that religious people are more likely to be happy and satisfied with life versus non-religious people. Religious people were less likely to drink alcohol as well as smoke cigarettes and had a healthier lifestyle. Um, family, religious, and risk of adolescence drug use. This is a paper by uh, Stephen Baer, Susan Mogan, um, found that religious people were less likely to abuse drugs as well. Uh, there's a great paper on how Islam eradicated alcoholism and drug use within Arabia. It's called The Use of Drugs in the Islamic World by Tosh Taha uh, Bashir. And then it shows how spe Islam specifically eradicated drug use and alcoholism through a step-by-step -step process. The relationship between spirituality and religion um, and psychologically outcomes in adolescence emerging youth, a meta anaclover review by York found that more religion resulted in lower alcoholism, marijuana use, smoking, crime, depression, anxiety, and resulted in higher self-esteem and well-being. Less religion actually resulted in the exact opposite and had an overall negative impact on the life of in all categories. A meta-analysis by William Jaynes found children raised in religious schools were more educated, well-behaved, and performed better on all uh, tests. Despite less funding, religious schools had a higher expectations of students, gave them harder courses, and closed the racial achievement gap. Uh, per utilitarianism and consequentialism, atheists should love religion. However, I believe Aaron, much like other atheists, actually swear allegiance to the master of freedom and hedonism and not actually happiness like Jeremy Bentham proposed with utilitarianism. Religion and Islam overall is better for the global population and leads people to have a more happy and successful life in general. Only atheists deny these facts just like they deny the inherent belief in God and religion found within human beings. Every culture has believed in God and religious belief and it's evolutionary necessary confirmed by many studies and psychologies such as Wesley Raymond Wells, the American Journal of Psychology, as well as Biology of Religion. Uh, this is another one by James Fearman. Uh, if there's anything fundamental to human happiness, uh, what, essentially, if these things are so fundamental to human happiness and provide such a better life, 
Why do atheists deny it or not want to have it? Uh, if there was a chance to increase your overall happiness of your children, even just by faking religious religiosity, why would you deny the, your child those benefits? So in conclusion, um, religion and Islam is inherently positive for humanity. Thank you very much for that opening. And want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, I'm your host, James Coons. Want to let you know, we hope you feel welcome, no matter what walk of life you are from, atheist, Muslim, Christian, you name it. And want to draw your attention to the bottom right of your screen, DebateCon 3.1. Our debate conference is going to happen on Saturday, April 22nd in Fort Worth, Texas. You don't want to miss it, folks. It's going to be huge, including, we're very, very excited about this, one of our debaters that we have here tonight, Aaron Ross. We'll be debating Tom Jump on whether or not religion does more harm than good. It's going to be a huge debate. You don't want to miss it. And we also want to remind you, the links for watching that, whether it be in person or live, are down in the description box. I will also put those in the live chat right now. As we have a crowdfund, all you have to do is you throw in a buck. You watch all the conferences live from at home, or I should say all the debates at the conference live from at home for that crowdfund. And with that, we're going to kick it over to Aaron for his opening. Thanks so much, Aaron, for being with us. The floor is all yours. Uh, thank you so much. I have to, I have to wonder, uh, my opponent has some very strange ideas about uh, atheism. Um, we're not the ones who deny the facts. We're the ones who don't want to believe lies. And uh, that's the, probably the biggest mystery I have as to why believers are believers. I mean, it seems that they, they don't want to believe things that are true. They only want to believe things that are not evidently true. And so what is uh, good for society? Uh, equality is good, but Islam is against that. The last Muslim I debated said he was against equality, wanting instead for men to be legally superior to women in a system that would also privilege Muslims over everyone else. And Christians can be almost as bad, wanting not only to establish a state religion to force everyone else to live by whatever they deem to be Christian laws, but also to... Um, <clears throat> also to oppress everyone else as second-class citizens. I remember hearing American Christian conservatives, uh, uh, American Christian senators, accusing American Muslims of being godless devil worshipers. And the excuse that I heard for that then was, if it ain't from Jesus, then it's of the devil. So apparently Muslims don't believe in any God if they don't believe in the Christian God, if you don't believe, if you believe in the wrong God even though I guess technically it was supposed to be the same one, or at least maybe it's supposed to be his dad, uh, regardless. As if Muslims worship the devil instead, without even knowing it. Alongside atheists, even when we know that there is no devil and no reason to worship anything. Uh, Christianity may not be as bad as it once was, maybe it's not as bad as Islam is now, but it's not good to be under the yoke of any religion. Having more requirements means more restrictions, fewer freedoms, and thus not as good. To my experience, uh, Christian dominionists and Muslim is Islamists both spout the same sort of shameless goals of injustice that always happen whenever any religion holds the reins of legislative power. The result has historically always been a violation of human rights, and religious legislators always want to deprive us of one right or another while awarding special privilege unto themselves. That's why secularism is good for society, where it doesn't matter what fanciful fantasies you like to make believe on your own time, because the, the law doesn't treat anyone any better or worse on the basis of what they do or don't believe. Because while all gods are all the gods that men have ever imagined, 
uh, allegedly judge others over how blindly they believe unsupported assertions of impossible absurdity as told by a deceitful clergy who obviously don't know and really can't know what they're talking about. Such judgments would not be just. We need to do better than that with a system of justice that isn't all about vengeance and pointless perpetual punishment without redemption, rehabilitation, or reconciliation. And probably the most fundamental of all human rights is our freedom to think and to believe or not, whatever we do, for whatever reason makes sense to us. But religion, and especially Abrahamic religion, wants to deprive us of even that, forcing us to make believe things that are not evidently true, nor even possible, and they threaten a fate worse than death to anyone who doesn't blindly swallow all that they're they're, they're being told by that clergy. It is unwise to believe anything told by another without question, reservation, or reason, but religion is not a reasonable belief. It's an authoritarian dictate, and the most oppressive system of government there is which I, I find it funny that that when I debate Muslims, they accuse me of being for authoritarianism when that is the system they are promoting and which I have always habitually lobbied against. I'm absolutely against authoritarianism. Why do they think that being an atheist would mean that I'm authoritarian? Why do they think that being atheist means liberal? Why do they think that being religious means conservative? Not necessarily. You know, the balance may be a bit skewed here in the the United States, but such is not the case. He's assuming too much. You know what is good for society? Progress, socioeconomic and scientific advancement, all of which require that we seek out the flaws in our current perspective and correct them. But religion doesn't do that. It doesn't even allow that. Because whether Christianity or Islam or Hinduism, they're all faith-based belief systems, the most dishonest and auto-deceptive position it is possible to have. It's good to have shared values, of course, but what I too often see are bigoted prejudice, hatred against others, as as if that's a value. Hatred is not a value, and ignorance isn't a superpower. Holding to irrational beliefs doesn't make you any better than anyone else, and forcing everyone else to believe as you do or to show deference to your nonsense is very, very bad for society. And then just to address a couple of other things, uh, if you, you see, he points out that you have less extramarital sex in countries where extramarital sex is a capital crime. What a surprise. As if killing people for following their urges is a good thing and allowing people to, to love who and how they will is a bad thing. I don't get that either. So it would be good for society if if people could be allowed that. I also have to note that um, I said that you know atheists are not the ones who deny the facts. I mean, I've seen so many statistics. You know, for uh, areas that are highly religious, that's also where the crime rate is higher. The porn consumption tends to be higher. You know, and also when you go to uh, foreign countries, whether it's a state in the U.S., the, the most religious states are the highest crime rate, and the most religious countries have the highest crime rate. The, the more secular countries have a much lower crime rate. So he's talking about what's good for society. Again, let's look at the facts. So statistically, the, the, lower, the lower crime rates are in the more secular nations, the ones that are not ruled by religion. Because you, you should have you know where all secular policies we have a sec- has a where the law has a secular legislative purpose that doesn't favor or promote or in, or inhibit any particular religion and one last thing uh as an atheist i don't swear allegiance to anything so i don't know i don't know where he gets that he's i, I he thinks i swear an allegiance to hedonism 
I'm very curious about that. I have, I have one thing that I really believe in over everything else, and that, that's the truth. The truth matters, not just the truth, but what truth is. And sadly, I find that religion doesn't even understand what that word means. They certainly don't use it. So I guess I'll stop there. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening. And we're going to kick it into the open dialogue. A couple of other quick housekeeping things, folks. As you can see, at the bottom right of your screen, Modern Day Debate is a podcast as well. If you haven't already, pull out your phone and find your favorite podcast app and look up Modern Day Debate so you can listen to debates on the go as all of our debates are uploaded onto the podcast within about 24 hours of them being live here on YouTube. And have to let you know, our guests are linked there in the description box of the podcast as well, as well as here on YouTube with that Thank you very much, gentlemen. The floor is all yours. All right. I, I wanted to throw out something else, too. While I, I don't believe you for a moment that, uh, you know, that, that believing uh, makes you happier. I've heard I've heard that a lot, but I, I haven't seen it. I've heard the claim. But what I have seen is uh, some people I know uh, in the atheist movement have started something called the clergy project. And this is to help uh, priests, uh, ministers, pastors and such when they realize they no longer buy their own bullshit. When they've been selling the story, they're in this job, they, they have a congregation, they're preaching at a church, that's what they do for a living, and they don't believe it anymore. Because at some point in people's lives, the truth begins to matter. And at some point, people realize, hey, I'm lying to all these people, and that's not a good thing. And they don't feel, they don't like being trapped that way. But what they've been reporting with, with this organization called the Clergy Project, where, where priests can reach out to the Clergy Project, you know, covertly, privately to uh, to gain some sort of moral support and i'm not sure what other types of assistance they may offer but one of the things that they've noticed again statistically here is that these these people may have been uh whatever their prejudices and bigotries were uh early on when they realize that they don't believe anymore they do find that they uh that they are more tolerant that they are more curious they're more interested in returning to school. They're more interested in learning new things. They're more accepting of other people. And all of these are definitely beneficial. Do you have any comments on that? In case you're, let me check if you're on mute. Sorry, you know, I'm, I uh, muted my mic. So you're asking if I have any comments on Christian preachers leaving the faith. I mean, well, it doesn't have to only be Christians. That, that's that's good. I'm, I mean, like, that's good on atheists to provide a support system. I mean, I feel like it's something lacking within atheist uh, groups. So, how, however, um, when you're talking about, like, are religious people happier? I mean, so are you just flat out denying all the data that religious uh, people... Once again, I am not denying all the data. Okay, so if, if I think science... you are, because we've seen I've seen so many statistics that go exactly opposite, completely contrary to everything you just reported. So rather than denying all the data, I think I'm going to have to tentatively deny what you've just reported because I've got volumes of it I can show in opposition. Okay, well then I guess so. If if what I am saying is true, right, and it even if you don't believe, right, even under a utilitarian framework. Wouldn't it be better for society to act religious? So, for example, 
Wouldn't it be um, better for society to oppress other people's rights and wait, force, them to, force you, them to hold up a belief system that makes no sense and punish them if they don't believe? No, no, I think that would be abhorrent. That would probably be the worst type of society imaginable. So, but you're conflating rules as oppression. And this is the same thing that happened in my prior debate, where if there's any rule or limitation on freedom, and that's why I said that- How, else would, you, how else would we have uh, Islam or any religion? Just to be sure that we get to hear from each side. Yeah. How, how else would we have any religion have the influence over society? How would you propose they do that? Well, of course, there needs to be rules. So you, you're, you. Okay, you so have you agree rules or you have societal all. pressures. So if all of society, for example, like through TV or media, is saying like, oh, cheating's bad, right? That's a way to socially pressure people to say that cheating is bad. No one would say, oh, it's oppression to try and coerce society to behave a way, which is weird because we have now coercion the other way where like Muslims should be accepting, you know, like LGBT and all this stuff. So, so it's coercion. Liberals use when coercion. When you're told not to hate people. But no one, no one's saying to uh, hate people or kill people. Islam just says it's a sin. That's it. Okay. It's, so it's, it's, it, it's, it's not hate to accuse someone else of being a sinner. Even when those people believe in God. And their God, your God, presumably, although everybody's God is personal, it's, it's always an imaginary being who understands what you do because he is you. Their God doesn't think they're a sinner. So what right do you have to pretend that your magic imaginary friend is stronger than theirs? Okay, but you're an atheist, so you don't even believe in objective morality. You're morality. No, I do. I do believe in objective morality where you do not. Just okay, to so what is, what is I've read the Quran. To the there is no point. objective morality in there. You go by the dictates of what someone says. You, don't, you have these subjective opinions objective of somebody morality. professing what, what is moral or not based on personal judgments. You don't okay, have an objective morality. You don't objective, even have a way of right. constructing one. We, without going do. into objective morality, I do want to redirect us in terms of whether or not Islam is good or bad for society. Okay, so let, let me say this so he's saying like oh islam is forcing people to convert islam doesn't force people to convert even but in you just Islamic said you would have to have rules hold on i yes, do want to give i do want to give hussein a chance to respond Aaron. so even in is in islamic societies there's rules just like any society right okay those are islamic rules just like america had similar rules okay and it's to prevent or to enforce certain values and that's what I'm saying. So if Islamic societies want to have certain values, like, oh, PDA is typically like, you know, outlawed. They don't want to, you know, have a lot of PDA, right? And that's to have a certain value present uh, presented, right? They don't want to enable that. Okay. You would say, oh, that's oppression, but that's only because you value freedom more than society's um, peacefulness or hegemony in a way. And I'm saying freedom is not the only value. And, and neither did I say well, that freedom was the only value or the priority value either. I said equality. But you're saying Islam is oppressive because it has all these rules, despite Islam's rules providing a happier society. Except that it doesn't. In, in my in my last debate, I showed statistics for this. Where yeah, had, your statistics a, are flawed because you're comparing two societies with different GDPs. Like, no wonder. I wonder why Iraq, Afghanistan, and Iran, who are sanctioned, have dictators, have all the might of the liberal world on their throats. Why are their people 
more unhappy than Sweden, a country of like all middle class people. Like that's not even comparable. And you can look at a country like Saudi Arabia, which is way higher ranking. They actually just got uh, 25th in the world's global ranking. And that's a more objective comparison. And they're they're happy without a lot of the flaws of like these liberal secular states when it comes to like divorce rates and things like that. Well, we're talking about flaws. We're talking about at least people can get out of a bad marriage where apparently in your country, they, they can, your preferred country of, of example, they seemingly can't. But on the thing about happy, as I said, we've, we've got conflicting statistics there. I'd, I'd just like to quote George Bernard uh, Shaw. The fact that a believer is happier than a skeptic is no more to the point than a drunken man is happier than a sober one. The happiness of credulity is a cheap and dangerous quality of happiness and by no need, by no means a necessity of life. So even if it were true, and I don't think it is, but even if it were true that believers were happier, and that certainly has not been my experience, nor has it been statistical to my knowledge, then it wouldn't matter. The truth matters more. And what you're telling us is you what you think a better society would be one that lives a lie. Yeah, if you follow utilitarianism and you're an, you're an atheist, right, then that would be better. Yes, that's 100% the logical conclusion. That's a valid conclusion. So if even if living this lie, atheists themselves are happier because they're forced Wait, to behave in a way. We're not the ones living the lie. We're not the ones telling lies. We're not the ones that have a belief system that is chocker block full of lies. We're not the ones following books full of lies written by liars. We're the ones that say we don't believe the lies. We're only going to believe things you can show. Show me the truth of it. Then I'll accept it. Okay. So the only way to have you believe that Islam could be beneficial for society is that I actually have to prove that God exists. That's that's what you're saying. So, so you're, you're not you're actually telling me that you're not you, actually you think it's a, following. You think there's advantage. You think there's a benefit to believing things that are not being completely convinced of things that are not evidently true. Yeah. People do that all the time. Yeah, that's not, that doesn't mean it's good. People do lots of things all the time that are not good. You, you okay. tried to go through a list of things you deemed that were not good. So Aaron, if someone, so what, what is good about believing things that are not true? Yeah. So here's, here's an example, Aaron. So say someone's depressed. And my name is in Aaron. Oh, sorry. Aaron. How do you say it then? Aaron. Aaron. Sorry. Okay. So say you have someone who's depressed and they have legitimate reasons to be depressed, right? So the psychologists say, oh, well, just be depressed. I mean, you have legitimate reasons to be depressed. Or do you tell them, oh, like, hey, even though you're depressed now, there's these things that you have that are good qualities, or you can make these changes. And some of them may be like stretches of the truth, for example, but you tell them that, and then it may make it them happy. They start believing it, and they start making changes that are beneficial to their life. Um, no. Uh, first of all, I think it's interesting that whenever we get into this discussion, and I'm not talking about you personally, of course, but whenever I'm talking about believers in this on the value of truth, right away, they justify lying. They start with the white lies, they start with the placebos, but they they come up with some justification for lying. And then it eventually comes down to, or quickly comes down to, what's wrong with lying? So that's the whole point, isn't it? That's the difference between my perspective and yours. I value truth, and you don't. But you so, don't, so you're going to bring a up a, you're going to bring up a hypothetical situation where you talk about depression as if it's a momentary mood, and if you can tell them something positive, well then they'll they'll perk up and smile and walk away. But that's not the case. People that have a lot awful lot going for them and know it 
can still be depressed because it's a chemical condition. I, I'm not speaking with any kind of medical understanding at all, but this is the little that I know about it is that it is a medical condition, chemical condition, and it doesn't have anything to do with their mood in the moment or, or anything you might say to them. And if so your lie is not going to be helpful. Okay, so you just said equality, right? So you gave these vague notions of what produces a better society. One was progress. Okay, are we progressing somewhere well or good? You, you can make the argument that we have more depression, we have more anxiety, more mental illness. It doesn't seem like we're progressing anywhere well. Okay. Yeah, because we went from a population of what was it, 3 billion when I was born to 8 billion now? You know what? That's okay. going to be more of everything, isn't it? You're also clinging on to so freedom and equality, right? So, what is equality? That's also a debated notion. You're saying, oh, are me and you equal? Like, how tall are you? You could be taller than me. That's not, we're not equal. I then. did specify in the in the terms of the law, right? Okay. Okay. So I don't get more rights than you. I don't pay more or less taxes than you based on my height. Okay. Nowhere in the Quran does it say that you need to pay more or less. Nor did I say so. You're the one bringing up this weird hypothetical that is irrelevant. Okay. So... Let me ask you this. So is the is like the FCC good when they place like parental controls? Kind of a blanket statement. I'm so, going to say that, that putting down some kind of controls is probably advised in most situations. So we, we can agree some rules are good. Yeah. Okay. So what makes a good rule or what makes an oppressive rule? Well, is it based on a secular legislative purpose? Because if you if you cite religion as your sole motivation for any action or policy, then you still have not given a reason. Okay. So Islam saying, hey, do this. This is better for society. God says so. And yeah, even, Islam can even, be even, summarized if conclusion, in- even if the conclusion is true, you're just going to say, oh, well, we should just ignore it. It's not good for society because, you know, it comes from God in the Quran. Oh, okay. that, that's, so, that's how did you get you. that so totally backwards? I said the only thing that matters is whether it's true. And you said, so even if it's true, I'm going to disregard it. How did you misunderstand that? So Because I, I explained an outline in the beginning. There's all these utilitarian reasons for why religion is beneficial to society. I mean, there's even they, psychological reasons for it as well. I mean, it's supposed to be hardwired into us. There's tons of evidence that suggests God is hardwired into us. There is... It, there is an unfortunate aspect of our evolution that causes us to be, to have tendencies towards supernatural, unver- unjustified beliefs. Yes. Okay, so you're just hand waving that away. Is it just evol- Is it it's is biological evolution good or bad? What's that? Is biological evolution like you believe in that, right? I don't believe in evolution. It's something I can demonstrate for you. Okay. Even to your satisfaction. Is, so there's a there's a a biological evolution, right? There's a reason for why. Human beings believe in religion. It was it was useful in the past, right? For us to evolve, right? That, a... that wasn't what happened. It was a side effect. So the, the the common analogy is there's a there's a number of them, but if you respond to movement in the grass as though it is a tiger and it turns out not to be a tiger, no, no problem. But if you don't respond to the movement of the grass as if it's a tiger and it is a tiger, well, then there's a problem. Likewise, we we have a suspicion that somebody is always watching us because we're a social species. So we have to go about our day, even when we think we're alone, we still have to assume that someone can see us. And so that tends to lead us to think that someone is watching us. 
And this, and that, that just carries on to where somebody's always watching us, and now somebody can even read our minds. It's just a tendency that we extrapolate to extremes. Okay, so you're literally just hand-waving in a way. No, I'm literally not. You are. You are saying, oh, it's just a byproduct. It's not useful, but there's all this data that it is useful. That, but, but understanding what it really is, is not hand-waving it away. Okay, so human beings need religion, and you're saying... We don't. I mean, the vast majority of people believe in God. and in The vast majority of people have been fooled by their various societies and by the liars and the clergy of the various religions into believing a whole bunch of different types of lies that conflict with each other, for which there is no truth to any of them. So but that doesn't mean that we need that. We actually how, don't need that, and we're better off without it. How do you keep saying it's not true if it's innate in human nature? It's okay. You're going to say that because there are 800 million Hindus, that Hinduism must be true. No, belief in God is innate. So how okay. how is that? But belief in God is not innate. It is innate. It is not innate. Hand waving it away. No, it's culturally ingrained. It's not in, culturally ingrained. It's biological. Yeah, we, we started out with a situation wherein we have the, these edicts, like uh, going back to Exodus, wherein you, you kill the unbeliever on the word of one or two witnesses. And how many generations will it be before everybody in that in that collective all believe? Because you've you've killed all the unbelievers. So yeah, we end up with a society because of this artificial selection pressure that we just described. You end up with a whole bunch of people who believe because they were conditioned to believe since childhood. But that doesn't apply to everybody. It's not innate. It's not a need. It's not something we need to do. It, we it, need to innate. stop doing it, that. It is innate. So there's it is not innate. Bruce Hood, a professor at Bristol University, suggested that supernatural beliefs are hardwired into our brains. There's a whole the yeah, God supernatural beliefs. We have a tendency to believe a lot of irrational things, but that does not mean that belief is God. Belief in God is innate. It is not. You're I don't saying, want to spend too much. Pardon my interruption, Hussein. I don't want to spend too much time on whether or not it's innate unless it's kind of clear that innate would mean beneficial or not i just i know i'm being a little bit picky but it is innate and he's denying it i don't it's understand. not innate but well hold on but how Hussein, is it that you could have even how if is it, it that you could have cultures for the, even for the sake for which of argument we don't have organized religion always even, controlling them generation even after for generation, the sake of argument in which those people are if, born okay, and live Aaron, their lives I'm, never I'm believing trying in to God. redirect us is even even if it was granted for the sake of argument purely that it was innate I don't know if that means that it like actually is good for you because there might be some innate things that are not as good. So I, that's where I'm just, I don't really know if innate or not is that relevant. I don't think innate is necessarily healthy. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is it's, it's innate, right? So it's innate but, and necessary okay. by human societies and by okay, human. But it's not innate. It was, it was. I just don't understand how it's beneficial if it, or harmful because you know it could be argued one way or another like whether or not it's innate i don't know how that's yeah, necessarily it, means it, it's james good. is right here See, even if you are right and you are not but even if you are right that wouldn't get you any further to your point why wouldn't it if you're all you're saying is oh people use religion okay so you, you're saying that all humans have this natural defect that we believe in all of these defect. different weird ass religions defect? and some few of them believe in islam and so that means that islam is better for society why islam is better for society for all the reasons i cited before it produces so it's a way of life that works with the way human beings are versus 
Except that it doesn't for the reasons that you yourself just cited and apparently didn't pay any attention to. You have no way to tell people how to behave, of what they ought to do. Come again? You have no way to tell people how they ought to behave and what they ought to do. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I have the way that you don't. You have just, my magic imaginary friend says so. Whatever the authority is, whether it's some self-appointed imam, whether it's some guy pretending to be a prophet, whether it's some guy pretending to speak for God, whether it's some, whether it's the, the book written by men pretending to speak for God, whatever it is, you have an authority, someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, saying, because I said so. And that's all you got. That's all there is. And you have the, the empty threat of posthumous punishment in an afterlife that doesn't exist, whereas... I have actual reasons I can give, science behind it, as for why we should behave this way, why why it is innate that we behave the way that we do. Why okay, our morality what's, the, what's the scientific evidence that equality is a good value? Well, this is going to be a very different debate. You want to have that one at another time, or are we going to do this one? I mean, yeah, I would love to have that some other time, but I mean, I don't know... Essentially, I've provided a bunch of evidence how Islam is better for society. You reject that evidence. And you then provided you contrary evidence to the evidence I already have that says the opposite. So I'm not going to pretend as if I don't know about all of this other contrary data. Okay. So. You if, think it would be good to believe things that are not true. Because you've mistaken. I don't think they're true. You keep saying they're not true, but you're the the person who thinks they're not true. Okay. You're making an unsupported assertion for which there is no truth in the statement. You're talking about things that are not evidently true. There are only two types of statements in every religious doctrine. There are those that are not evidently true and those that are evidently not true. You don't have any truth in any of them. No religion can show that they are any more true than any other or than all the others. Certainly not. Is giving charity good? Giving charity, yes. Atheists have a number of charities. That's that is good. Yes, secular okay. organizations are, have also charities, like American so Way. So, is, is is Islam saying that everyone should give zakat, which is a charity per year, right? So you're yeah, saying that Christianity oppression. argues for the same thing, and so does yeah. so does Almost atheism. All, re- all religions do. So that's oppression, yeah. and and non-religions too. Secular organizations for charity do exist. Yeah. Is is that oppression then? Why would it be oppression? Because you said, oh, fi- forcing rules by God because of God is bad. How could charity, even when we're done secular, how is any of that oppressive? I don't think it's oppression. Okay. Okay. But you're saying religion, right, requiring all these things that produce good outcomes is oppression. And bad outcomes. What are the bad outcomes? You're you cherry- kidding me. Yeah, you're going to just say, oh, wow, like crusades or something. No, I, I wasn't just going to say that. I mean, I've got a hell of a long list there, but among among many other things, let's say let's say that you're just going to be intrinsically religious. You're just into intrinsic religiosity. So everybody in your community all all just they've been taught the same thing since birth. They've they've all been led to believe the same thing. There's no religious conflict there, and nobody acts on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the that's the only harmless variety of religiosity there can be. But even that. Has entails harm because studies have shown that that children who grow up in these societies cannot distinguish fact from fantasy. You can tell them the story of Puss in Boots; they'll think it's real. So that's 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 the mildest 
Okay, that that doesn't get into all of the horror stories that I'm I'm shocked that you're pretending not to know about any of them. And yeah, we could get into the Crusades and and a whole lot People. of other things, but we we don't have to because there are so many examples system wide. So not you're, just in your religion, but in all of them, and it's certainly in Islam as well. Plenty of them. Sure. So what you're saying is like you're com- you're essentially saying humans use religion to oppress others and do bad things. That's, but that's purpose, not the, that's the purpose of religion. But, isn't it? Okay, that's what you think. But if everyone learns Islam and everyone abides by certain general guidelines and it produces better outcomes then it is just de facto beneficial for society. If that I don't were know true, how, I don't know how you not. can deny that. And you mentioned earlier living in a Christian society. I would rather live under a Christian society than a secular one. So why? Freedom why, to me is not the only value. Forced, Anarchy is good. Why would you want to be put into forced conformity? Why would you want even your your very thoughts to be inhibited if not prohibited? What do you mean? How are my thoughts prohibited? You, you don't understand what a belief system is? No, 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 no. So if I'm under a Christian theocracy, for example, right? Okay, I can go home. I can pray to to, to my God, Allah, right? I can I can talk about Muhammad, peace be upon him. Until you're found Allah. out, yeah. There's no spying in Islam. Oh, you think? But... Yeah. And... Until you're found out, yeah. Okay. We... <laughs> I can just as easily give examples of like liberal governments doing that as well. Oh, are like, we arguing against liberalism? Yeah, I think you need to find a liberal. We literally took Muslim children because they were pre- saying that being gay is a sin. Okay, so, so I think if you're going to argue against liberalism, you should probably find yourself a liberal to debate with. I mean, I'm just saying that if you're going to only say religion is bad because of certain people doing bad actions. Or let's just, let's go about the whole thing. Cause I started with the ideology. I started with the big picture. Religion is a lie period. And you think it's beneficial that people, that people are forced to believe one particular lie over a collection of other lies. And you think it would be worse. It would be better to believe in other people's lies that you know are not true and that you only secretly pretend, you, you pretend that you, you believe in them, but you secretly believe in a different set of lies. You think it would be better to be living, living under the oppression of one set of lies than to be in a, in a truthful society where we don't say things we don't know to be true. Yeah, society would be better off. Yes, that was the whole point of this debate. Islam, okay. people would be better even under... This is again. I'm using your framework. You only care about consequences. <laughs> no, I don't care about utility. You have no idea what my framework is. Okay, most you got nowhere close okay, to it. Most, even when I described it to you, for sure, sure. What I'm trying to say is, most atheists, right? They appeal to consequences and utility, right? And utilitarianism. Well, I said reason. under that framework. Yes. Under that framework, any religion would be better than what we have now. Okay, so you're you're arguing. I personally you're, you're, think the way you're framing utilitarian, you mean that when I present reasons, that's the utility that you're objecting to. So you you just want to have a belief for the sake of believing, and there's no utility. There doesn't have to be any truth to it. Then, if you only care about consequences, yes. But what if I care about truth? What is that? What if what what if there's the reasons we behave a certain way or should behave a certain way is because of the of the the, the, the social cost benefit even to ourselves as well as other people? If there's all kinds of rational descriptions for why this behavior is preferred, why we should be pro-social as opposed to anti-social or selfish, why we should be honest as opposed to dishonest, you you think 
You think all of that is bad, or that's not reasons. That's just me appealing to utilitarianism, whereas you don't have any reasons at all. You just have the authoritarian dictate, and so your response to that was to accuse me of authoritarianism. No, it's not authoritarian dictate. There are rational reasons to believe in God and to believe in religion. Okay. There really Uh, is not. And that's a whole different debate. Um, You don't believe something came from nothing, I mean, which is like a logical fallacy. So, excuse me. Every logical fallacy has been used as an argument for God, and every argument for God is a logical fallacy. There are no rational reasons to believe in God. The whole point of this debate is that I think Islam is beneficial for society, again, because even under your framework, it provides utility. It provides a way for society to behave. It has a way. It doesn't provide the utility, and it wasn't my framework. Okay. Under atheist framework, all right. There's no atheist framework. All right, yeah. Okay, yeah. So in an atheist society, if if everybody in society just happened to not believe in God, then we would be following secular laws. And the laws we pass would have, have reasons behind them. Prejudice wouldn't be a reason. There wouldn't be nobody saying that my God said so. We would have to put in reasons, justify the reason that we're proposing this law. Other people would have to evaluate it and realize if there are consequences to that and evaluate them accordingly. So that we work out, yes, this would be a good law to have, or no, this we can't have this law for this reason. Did you? So do you think human beings need spirituality? No. There's no such thing as spirit. So why would Well, there's a schism right there. I mean, I can never convince you because it's just biological needed needed it's not it is it's not why why, how am i living without this need you're coping how are so many people there's more atheists all the time atheism is on the rise in all 50 states and around the world how is that possible secularism is on the rise which atheism is on the rise Secularism in the last 20 years or so since i've been an activist when when originally only eight percent of people were reported as as being atheists it's now understood that the the unbelievers, the not, the not affiliated with any religions, the people who answered polls by saying that relig- that they don't have a religion themselves and that religion is not important to them, but maybe it's important to other people. Those people now outnumbered, we first outnumbered the Jews, then we outnumbered the Catholics, and now in, within the last three years or so, we outnumbered Protestants. Do you know Jonathan Haidt? No, I don't think so. Okay, so he's an atheist and a secularist who wrote a book on how religion is useful to society. Okay. Yeah, I know how religion is useful. Manipulation of the masses is very productive. Okay. So for your personal ends to the manipulation of others. Okay. It certainly argues against your position about if you wanted a better society. I think you need to look at what makes a society good and realize that that Islam doesn't provide these things. Not unless you assume a whole bunch of things that are not supported by the data, like that belief in God is innate because you are denying the facts there. Okay. Or that people need spirituality when we do not. So you are you are professing facts, not in evidence, while while accusing me of denying the data. You are denying the data. I mean, so I, mean, example, I don't have any data to deny. You provided none. There is none. I, okay. Yeah. Every study I cited, though, that's you didn't just not cite data. any study that says that belief in God is innate. Because I literally, not. so 2011 study in Oxford University humans are predisposed to belief in God in the afterlife. They are predisposed to supernatural born believers. Yes. Fuller theology does not make it innate. There's belief in God. Many people are born never believing in God. And I get reports from people a lot that say, okay, I don't know what it's like living in America. I live in the UK or wherever. I live in Norway, wherever, where 
we I, I just never met anybody that believed in God. I was shocked that people still believe in God to this day. This is what I get every day. That's a learned trait, actually. So Oliver Petrovich at University of Sydney. You're telling actually, me that babies are born. Let, let me let me yeah, in God. Hold on, so, just to, just in to be sure there's one at a time. Preschool children constructed theological concepts as part of their understanding of the physical, physical world. So children actually are predisposed to religion. And again, that's actually confirmed by Oliver Petrovich. And you want to deny that. So you're saying, I don't want to deny anything. I'm not the one who, you you, you asked me if I I believe believe in evolution, yet you're going to turn around and tell me that I'm the one that denies the facts. Yeah, I'm not going to deny anything that I haven't read or seen or, or, or seen any justification for. I know that believing in God is not born into you. You're not born into that belief. That's it. And we don't need spirituality. That's not true either. With, yes, children will have a number of irrational beliefs. Yes, I'm fully aware that we are predisposed to, to supernatural beliefs and that sort of thing. And I can give you the cultural reasons why that is, as well as our evolutionary reasons why that is. But you don't believe in evolution because... You think I'm the one who's denying the facts while you believe in magical creationism. Without going too far into the debate on whether or not it's innate. uh, We're we're not going to get out of that because that's apparently what it really is. Because some things may not be good for you but still might be innate. I I just don't understand. If you can give in like two sentences, Hussein, why something being innate would necessarily be good for you. Is it? Do I understand? Did you say before, and I might be wrong, so if I misunderstood you, were you trying to say that if it's innate, it allows for some kind of sort of like metaphysical uh, kind of moral system where people will kind of have this thought of this God and keeping its laws? Well, okay, Is that so, what you're saying? No, there's so there's there's um, intuitions built in humanity. Okay, so for example, like the like there's a uh, intuitions on morals, physics, even uh, time. And there's physicists, for example, who talk about how like time may not even be real. But I need you to get to regardless of whether or not time is real in two okay. sentences. Can you tell me uh, just maybe if you need three, but just directly and quickly without shifting or, or I'm not saying nah. you're doing it on purpose without drifting to something else like what makes it good if it's innate because you know like I yeah, think yeah, that yeah, people yeah. have a preference for like fatty or sweet foods I think that might be innate it you know so it's like things could be innate but not be good for you so I don't understand could yeah you... I, I get what you're saying so what I'm saying is like so if if it's true right that God and religion is built into human societies right and it serves this function it's good for societies and it's good for human beings as individuals themselves because it gives them peace and that's something worthy of pursuing but i'm sure he's going to just say it's a lie so it, it well, it's not matter. just a lie it's just a bunch of assumptions that, that are individually also all lies yes okay i i hate to press you i just the only thing i i don't understand is like i think you just said like if it's innate then it, it could potentially give you comfort maybe during times of like immense stress or something. But I don't like, I, it seems like you, why wouldn't you just make the case for it? Like just being a potential psychological, like comfort or whatever it might be during those times of stress, regardless of whether it, it's innate. Like I, I don't, th- like I don't see like the innateness. I just don't understand how it's like, it, what are the, some of the studies from like Jonathan Haidt? You brought up the book from Jonathan Haidt. If I can, I'm not trying to press you. I just want to, before we go down the rabbit hole on the innateness idea, 
it sounded yeah. like you might have other studies you wanted to bring up. And before we go into Q&A in maybe about 20 minutes or so, I wanted to be sure that we kind of keep moving to maybe a fresh new topic or two. It's, it's um, fine. I mean, there, there's a bunch of, like, he's saying, for example, like, children don't have these, uh, children believe uh, incoherent things, which isn't true. There's another study that talks about how children know about causation, right? And so human societies seek cause, causal ends all the time, right? Yeah. And then God is a causal end. It's a, the Kalam argument, all that stuff. Except that the Kalam cosmological argument is itself a collection of fallacies. Not just one, it's two of them ingrained in there. Go ahead, Hussein. We'll give you a Children understand causation because they can be rational. That doesn't have anything to do with being born believing in God. Okay, so here's an example. The law of non-contradiction. There's people who, they're saying essentially can't be proven, but it's intuitively true, and we act as if it's true. Same thing, free will. We don't. We can't technically prove it, it yeah. but it's useful to act as if free will exists. And yeah. human beings naturally believe in God, so it's useful to act as if they exist. These things are all valid. The same yeah. thing is religion. It's useful. It produces good results for societies. We should keep. Yeah, I, it. I've often argued myself that regardless whether we have free will or not, we have to we have to still hold people accountable to their actions. They may be completely predictable. Yes, Islam certainly does not allow for free will to even be a possibility because God controls absolutely everything we do or think and then punishes for it anyway, at least according to the Quran. But that doesn't mean that we can't, in a legal system, still hold people accountable for their behavior. That's that's not how Islam works at all. I, I know, but that's what the, well, that's what the Quran says. But it, it, the whole point is it's a scale at the end of your life. Like you get judged on your good deeds versus your bad. I, I know what the whole point is. Believe what I told you for no good reason, even though it's impossible and makes no sense, or else you'll be punished forever. And you'll live in an apartment in, that is on fire. Yeah, I've read it. And if you're really, really good, then you'll get to sit in, in the hotel lobby of God's Hotel in the Sky and be served non-alcoholic beverages by children who exist only to serve you and who never grow old. Yeah, I've I've read. Yeah, it's okay, crazy. Tell me where you're getting all that, but all right. The Quran. You should read it. It's wackadoodle. Sure. So, even if religion, like again, so did you know that you get sex robots in heaven in in the Quran? You don't get seventy-two virgins. I was surprised that's not in there. But you do get virgins. But you get virgins that don't have souls. They were cre They didn't live on this earth. They exist only in heaven. They were created just for your pleasure. And you also get your wives from this life, too. They live with you as well. And now they have to take turns not only with each other, but they have to take turns behind the sex robots, too. Before sure. we go further on, if you want to give a really pithy response of saying I can give you a chance, but I, I just don't want us to drift too much into whether or not the Quran is moral or true, unless, of course, it kind of ties directly to... I'll give you a chance there's to respond no, to Satan. I'm not trying to... There's, there's no way to answer it because, like, like I said, my whole argument is even if you don't believe it's true, right, it's still beneficial to society. And I like okay. to think that I laid so, out a bunch of statistics on that. So, so teaching, teaching lies is true gave it away. to children who now cannot distinguish fact from fiction and oppressing certain demographics of people unequally, these my opponent somehow imagines are beneficial for whatever reason, I don't know. Because things he doesn't like will be 
will be oppressed somehow, but he doesn't call them oppressions. He just calls it rules against things he doesn't like. Yeah, sure. That's it. All rules are oppression, man. I do. No, not all of them. And I would follow a great many of them, even if they weren't written down. Okay. In terms of, you had mentioned some of the other things from Jonathan Haidt's book. I, I, are you talking about the, I can't remember what it was called, like the better nature was that, was that him or Pinker? I can't remember. Was it was it about the uh, the the five different like ethical foundations of different kind of categories of people on a kind of a political spectrum? I think it. But I, I'm curious about like any of the studies or arguments from Jonathan Haidt, or it doesn't have to be Jonathan Haidt. I'm just saying that because you mentioned him. It could be other kind of studies that you wanted to make the case for. The other thing is if you had like a meta-analysis or whatever it might be to make the case that intrinsic religiosity was more healthy uh, or, or helpful, that is something, if you want to do a screen share, you could do that too. But I, I do want to cover any last topics related to this before we go into the q and I mean, there's like the American Journal of Psychology, like the biological value of religious belief. There's so many studies on this. I mean, Jonathan Haidt dedicated a whole book to it. Jonathan, um, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Heydrich or something was the other one I was reading about. Um, I mean, I just, I don't even understand how he can just deny it. If, if your child, if you had a child and you're, even if you can just say, Hey, uh, like even this guy, I think Jonathan Haidt argues, Oh, just lie to your child. Tell him, tell him God exists. It's beneficial. Why? Why is it beneficial to lie? When uh, people believe in a all-powerful God that's recording their deeds, um, it produces better outcomes because they're... It certainly didn't work for me. I remember being 12 years old and praying to the God that I still believed in as a child, asking him not to take my soul. Just just let me die because I, I couldn't deal with the idea of being in heaven in stagnation for all eternity when there's no way to just let it end and there's no way to there's no way to progress you can only progress so far even if i were to become god himself eventually i I would still be the the eternity would still be overwhelming there's just no benefit in it and certainly not to be sitting in a hotel in the sky I mean, imagine thinking of like an eternity in paradise is is uh, is boring, and then that's not like just the- boring. It's far worse, far worse than it. It's much worse than just the monotony of it. <laughs> okay, the, the other yeah. things that you have I mean, to think about a little that. bit more deeply when you when you get to that point in your life when you start evaluating this and start realizing the reason that they invented hell was because people would think about heaven for more than two minutes and then start finding problems with it. Okay. I mean, that'd be like a logical fallacy. Like, if No, it didn't... wouldn't be like a logical fallacy. It would not. Analyzing something to the deepest ends a little bit more deeply than you ever have, that's, that's not lo- a logical fallacy. Okay. Well, go ahead and try to uh, – I want to give you a chance if you need 60 to, si- 60 to 90 seconds in terms of why you'd say it's a logical fallacy, like what type of fallacy. I want to give you a chance to unpack it. This is just skewed view, though, like to the to the vast majority of people like living in a heaven where you're at ultimate peace or bliss, that would be paradise. But to, to while your children are in hell. 
why are your children in hell? You're not responsible for your children or. Okay. So you're in heaven. You're, you're in bliss. You're sitting in God's lobby, having the non-alcoholic drinks by the little, by the little soulless children, but your own children are roasting in perpetual damnation forever, mercilessly being tortured every day. And you're aware of this. My children won't be. I mean, maybe you Well, you don't know that because attenuation is the way that religion is dying. So the new generation, every every new generation for the last hundred years has become less and less religious. Yeah, and they're so, more depressed, more suicidal. I well, mean, you know, you can, you can say something these benefits about suicide. We're, we're not more depressed. That's a chemical thing. But as far as suicide rates, if you think that when you kill yourself, you're now going to be faced by a judgmental God who's going to throw you into hell, well, then you're less likely to kill yourself. But if you understand that's a good thing, but if you live in a theocracy, you're denying it. You're like, I should have the freedom to kill myself. That's, that's what you're saying. But if you live in a theocracy and you're a trans person and you're being outed by the rest of your family to a government that is, that is going to imprison you. I think I can understand why you would be driven to suicide. I understand why a lot of people in this desperate situation, when they live under your beneficial society's rules, feel the need to kill themselves. If they don't believe there is an afterlife, then that is, in fact, the escape. And there is a number of other people who who killed themselves for for very different reasons. The guy that voiced Shere Khan in the original Jungle Book from 1966, he killed himself when he was something like 80 years old because he said in his suicide note, I've done everything. I've seen everything. I'm done. Yeah, that's really inherently pessimistic that you would view that. Um, oh, so you should really look into uh, more. Why is it pessimistic? Depression caused by the that? chemical imbalance. It's not caused by that. They, 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 How do you imagine it being pessimistic to come to the, the reality-based determination that I just did? Yeah, so you're telling me, okay, you have religion. Don't kill yourself. Keep existing. Raise a family. Be happy. All these stats no. that show you, you are no. you're more satisfied. Sacrifice everything life. you have and give 10% to to the, the, the church or the or the the, the mosque or whatever. Give mm-hmm. us your money and leave us alone with your children for unsupervised visitation and, and service the church forever for the rest of your life. And then when you're dead, we'll give you an impossible promise of a posthumous reward that we won't really have to pay you because you'll be dead. Yeah, look at the value differences here. I'm telling people to work for their community and their society and help benefit them. And you're saying, just do whatever you want and go kill yourself. That is remarkably not what I said at all. I was talking about how religion was manipulating people. It wasn't, it wasn't just, it's not all about charity and everything. The little that religion does for charity is mostly a PR stunt to cover the the horrific atrocities they are actually doing. But I am not saying what you're saying I'm saying. You haven't gotten anything of my position right, even when I've explained it to you explicitly. You still get it wrong. Okay. So all these stats about how atheists have the highest suicide rates, uh, religious people, Muslim, Muslims specifically have the lowest suicide rates. Oh, like don't religion. Yeah, because, because what do you promise? I just explained that. You're telling me I denied it. I accepted it. You got even that wrong. Why is that wrong. bad? Why is, is there anything bad? in this debate that you didn't get wrong? Again, so you're saying, okay, so you agree with me. Why is it bad? Why is what bad? Why is it bad that people aren't killing themselves? Why Why is it bad that people are not killing themselves? Yeah, because they are because they believe in Islam. Why is that bad? I didn't say it was bad. You, no, you I, did. Can you, your can you get anything off. right at all? No, the way you're contextualizing it is that it's inherently bad. How dare Islam oppress them and tell them that they're going to go to hell? How dare, dare they? they? Remotely what I said or implied. Rooftops. That's the way you're contextualizing no, it. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, I, I accepted that one statistic and I gave the reason for it. Okay. That is so, not... <laughs> that is not denying i accepted it 
I didn't okay, deny so it. Okay, so then why is it bad? Why isn't it why beneficial? Is what bad? Why is it not beneficial that Islam makes people not kill themselves? Because it is a lie. And the okay. truth matters more. I would rather have an ugly truth than a beautiful lie. Okay. Any last thoughts? Otherwise, yeah, I don't want to be deceived into believing anything that is not evidently true. He does. I mean, I think it's true. I think there's a lot of reasons for it to be true. I think everyone no, here who's watching this should look into the biological evolution uh, and why human beings naturally believe in God. And but we don't. That sounds like another debate you're going to lose later on. Let's schedule it. I love that. The only thing, out of curiosity, I, like I, and this might be like I'm keeping an eye on the chat because I want to make sure I get any questions that come in, stuff like that. But just to be sure, <clears throat> I still just don't quite grasp how religion would be good if it were any. Like I said, there, like there are things that are, you know... You said we couldn't talk about that anymore. You said drop, you brought it up again. Well, if Hussein had a, a, like a two sentences on like, hey, if it is innate, here's how it's good for you. You know, reasons X and Y. But I just, I feel like it was, it. maybe I'm just, my attention's okay. been divided to where that's why I haven't, or it might just, maybe just my verbal ability just isn't I, I, quite I should good really enough. Do, I should really do a video on this, but it's like um, a psychological like hypothesis I have. So for example, there's biological realities. Um, I think God existing is one of them. When you deny it, it's a schism. And then it leads to no, yeah, You don't understand. You don't just make to, an unsupported assertion of hear, an impossible absurdity. But just and to hear, I, wanna, I do want to give Hussein a chance to finish. A reality. There I do is wanna, no truth Aaron, to I do, the thing I, Just to just give him said. a chance to finish, I, I do want to, if we give him maybe 30 more seconds, and then we'll give you a chance to rebut. I'm not trying to give him a, a chance to make a speech without you getting a respond. I just, for some reason, I'm just so bothered that I don't understand this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doubting my own ability, frankly, because I'm thinking I'm. You say that because it is the case that theism is true. I think you're saying like it's therefore good to have the innate belief. I think that's yes. what you're saying. Yeah. So if it's biologically rooted, right? There's a lot of data that shows that it's biologically rooted. Denying this leads to what I would say is like a mental illness. It's the same thing like when you deny. If like I'm a man, I was born a man, like if I deny that, then it would lead to a schism and it would lead to unhappiness. And I think that's why a lot of atheists, for example, are more um, mentally well for the data. And uh, again, we got to challenge that data. And I will. Okay. And but but what you're effectively saying is that chronically masturbating when you're 13 years old is good. No, because no. Who's saying for that's the reasons good. you just explained? Who, who said that's good? Well, you just said if it, if it's if it's if it's innate, you know, this is part of our natural being that, that we should pursue this. This it's it's innate to human psychology. Yes. Okay, so chronic masturbation when you're 13 is by your definition good. No, no. Who's saying chronic, chronic and habitual habits? The reasons are not you just good. gave that describe that situation also. Okay, show me the evidence that human beings need to chronically masturbate because that's not true. But humans do need religion. They and don't biologically need religion. True. And yeah, when teenage boys have a tendency to do that, I'm surprised you uh, you didn't you weren't aware of this somehow. 
With that, we will jump into the Q&A. I want to remind you folks, our guests are linked in the description. We appreciate our guests. They're the lifeblood of the channel. Do want to remind you in the live chat or in the comments afterwards, please do attack the arguments with all of your rigor and fierceness. But in the terms of attacking the person, please don't do it. <laughs> Just attack the argument. We want to say thank you very much, though, for all of your likes. If you've enjoyed this debate so far, please do hit that like. We do appreciate it. Siggy Sigwald, thanks for your question. So they said, so with that reasoning, all I have to do to disprove any religion is to be just a bit more moral than whatever holy books we're talking about, right? I think they were saying they're talking about your earlier discussion of Islam relative to other religions that came up. Hussein, let me know if you want me to read it again. I know it's a longer one. Yeah, I, I get what they're saying, but I mean... If you want to try and be a prophet, dude, go for it. I mean, um, try and make a way of life of living that has survived this long and produces good outcomes. I mean, you got it. He wants to do that. Go for it. This one coming in from Thunderstorm says, thanks for the offer. Let's say they say, but I don't believe in Islam. I prefer my own culture. And they are a Star Wars fan. Uh, Bitter Truth says, Quran claims everything wrong, science, God, protecting Muhammad, sexual desires in the Quran. They say, Hussein, do we really need to take this as God's word? I think they're saying, given the alleged sexual mores of Muhammad, according to the Quran, like, is this really the word of God? Um... I mean, I don't, I don't know what ones they're talking about. If they're talking about like certain hadiths, I mean, that's not the hadith and the Quran is separate, and those are two different things. So, I don't, I don't know about what they're talking about when it comes to like. I think they're trying to attribute like Aisha's age, probably. That's probably what they're going for, and that's like a hadith thing and like a historical thing. It doesn't have anything to do with like that relationship is not in the Quran. So, I don't. You got it. This one. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Samuel Bass says, question to Hussein, would you, <clears throat> Woodry Buhana, Quran 4, verse 34, your wife, if you lived under Sharia law, Allah commands it if you fear rebellion after all. If I remember right, that word from a past debate means some sort of punishment, but let me Google it just to be sure. Yeah, what, what's the... I think it might be the the small stick that. What what is what is the? It says a recent translation by Ahmad Zaki Hamad says renders the meaning of the same word I just said. It says strike them with a light hand rather than a stick. My mistake. Say so say strike them with a light hand as punishment. Yeah. So what they're saying is like you can punish your wife if like like a little hit. If you, but you can't strike them in the face, um, if they're being rebel, like ungratefully rebellious, essentially, or like unduly rebellious, like you haven't done anything wrong. So, me personally, I wouldn't if that's what they're asking. This one from Samuel Bass says, 
Question for Hussein. Sharia promotes child brides. Females gets, get blamed for being raped due to adultery or fornication. How is Islam good for society while promoting and dismissing these types of issues? So that's like an orientalist uh, or um, like right-wing talking point, essentially. Um, like nowhere in the Quran does it say you can punish people for being raped. Um, in fact, there's like a capital punishment for the rapist. So, I mean, there's a difference between what religion says and what religious people do. I mean, there's, yeah, there's bad religious people who abuse their power. That's what makes when you have power oppression. So if you, you know, abuse power, you're oppressive. If you're just with power, then you're, you know, a good ruler. Like, Yeah, there's another thing I need to bring up with that because I've also seen a number of statistics from you know, American prison systems that we're talking about, the more religious someone is, the worse an offender they are when it comes to child abuse, when it comes to physical assaults. You know, the more religious people tend to conduct, tend to endorse the death penalty, where the less religious people tend not to. We don't see the death penalty as being necessarily a punishment and certainly not a justified one. But in, in uh, cases of like child sex predators, the more religious they are, the more uh, victims they have and the more uh, the more extreme the abuse this one coming That's in that. from coffee mom says how is islam better for anyone other than cis men i think cis means heterosexual and non-trans okay so I mean, like, what you do in your home you can do whatever the whole point is to make guidelines for all of society to behave a certain way. So if you want to be gay, go, you can be gay in your house. No one's going to care. Spying is forbidden. It's actually, they've had it where someone did spy on someone and so, caught them in like a homosexual act. And then they tried to like uh, bring them to trial and they threw out the trial. So, you know, what you do in your home, that's fine. The whole point of these rules is how to behave in public and promote, you know, a cohesive society. So, yeah, I read that story about the 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 imam who raped the nine year old girl because he he thought she was of legal age when she hadn't even developed any secondary sexual characteristics and uh, caused her a great deal of physical damage because the, the, the because the rape was so violent that it left her permanently internally scarred and his his, uh, his the, what he suggested since he was untouchable by the law where he lives I think was Afghanistan he said that his way of of resolving that situation of making it good again was to marry her okay i mean i don't endorse that they should just kill him so yeah well what are you gonna video do game. he's, video a, game. he's a holy I man. I, can, <laughs> I don't know if i can say that <clears throat> this one coming in from bitter truth says hussein why are there blasphemy laws in muslim countries and mob lynchings uh, okay uh, like there's two questions so like mob lynchings like people have done that throughout society so if someone betrayed society they would kill them uh you know uh as far as like blasphemy laws i mean uh usually those have not actually been met with the death penalty like you can look up the history of the ottoman empire so they're on the books to essentially discourage again there's coercive measures just like for example like if i said something about the president you know like the fbi could come and question me uh 
So every society doesn't have unlimited free speech. That's that's like a myth. So people do that to protect societies. I don't I don't know what you want. That's what governments do. Yeah. Somebody in the chat just accused me of making things up. I don't. Uh, I I actually can cite this one because I've already given a speech on it when I referred to the story. So when they came out. This one coming in from Keckers says, can I strike my wife as a last resort in order to get intimacy from her? They don't give a verse. I assume that they're trying to imply that that's in the Quran. But like I said, there's no verse, so I don't know. I think it's for you, though, Hussein. Uh, so they're saying, like, is wife beating allowed? For the purpose of intimacy, to uh, twist someone's arm into doing that, I guess. Um, so from what I understand, it says that you should ignore them um, and deny actually deny sex from them. So, But then someone in the last debate said that's emotional abuse. So I don't... I don't know what what in the Western world are you supposed to do if you want sex then, you know. You got it. This one coming in from <laughs> Zar Zarin says Hussein, if believing in God is biologically hardwired, which gene or chromosome is attached to it? Um. Uh, so I haven't finished the book. Um, I don't. They're saying like the God gene. I don't know if they've actually found like a God gene. I mean. They, they say they, they may find a gay gene, but they haven't found a gay gene. So, I mean, I think uh, much like uh, uh, Aaron Arn, uh, will probably admit science is not uh, 100% yet. So, You got it. We have so many questions for or for Hussein, but we don't have very many for Arn. So I do want to say, folks, in the live chat, if you happen to have a question, tag me with your question for Arn, as we do want to keep Arn involved in that it's, debate as well. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. I, I listened to the debate. I assumed all the questions were going to be for him. You got it. This, <laughs> this one from Mike MC says, that which can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence as well. And then they say, Christopher Hitchens, peace be upon him. And then they say, this is in regards to, quote, unquote, the claim that God is innate and you're hand-waving, they say. This is for you, Hussein. Yeah, I guess they don't believe in the law of non-contradiction. So. This one coming in from Bitter Truth. It says, how can Islam is a good religion? How can it be a good religion where marriage, child marriage is allowed and slavery is okay and not allowed to say anything against it? Hussein. Is this, is this the same questions on every Islamic debate? Just child marriage, like, um, so Don't you hate Islamic when the indefensible societies points keep coming up? Say it again. Don't you hate when the indefensible points keep coming up? It's not indefensible. The, the child marriage, there was no slavery. legal during, during the Islamic caliphate. There was no legal age of consent. That's a modern, uh, thing typically and it is simply just was a woman uh physically and mentally mature enough to um essentially agree to marriage right okay, so they decided so that is individually that that was nine. Based. that's individually based so so aisha was a hot nine-year-old so that's debated too oh so by the way if you're an atheist and all you agree with is bio- biology then you should have no problem with this no, why because would I not have gigantic when is an adult? from when is biology? An adult? When is an adult? I get the suspicion that maybe you shouldn't ever talk about biology or 
evolution. So when is an adult out of your when they hit puberty, there. right? So well, that was the so when is it an adult? It's when they hit puberty, right? So if you only no. believe in biology, then it should only be that. Islam doesn't say no, that. It's it not. says you hit puberty and you're mentally awake, smart enough, essentially, to consent to marriage. And that's changed. And in your the brain doesn't stop well. growing until you're 25. Yes, yeah, so, a girl will have breasts when she's 16, but she doesn't have a full mind, and neither do boys, until about 25 or 26 years old. Another I, flaw in our not very intelligent design, I would say. I guess maybe we should change the age of consent to 25 or maybe 30 now with current data. I mean, right. well, why was there an age of consent in there in the first place? Because that's a secular law, thus disproving your earlier assertion. Yeah, I told you there's no age of consent. It's when someone's mentally mature right. enough. So until secularists capable. come along and say, no, we can't allow seven-year-olds to marry their cousin. We need to put some laws down here because there's biological reasons why you can't give birth when you're when even if you're capable of becoming pregnant at nine, you shouldn't give birth at ten. That's sub so what you're saying though, like mentally, right? When is someone mentally capable? Islam acknowledges that, and you're just ignoring that. Islam acknowledges there's a there, there's an two, two under your framework. How can you say someone's mentally capable? I mean, it's I, I don't, and I didn't. I'm not mentally capable. I just described their biology, not their mentality. Yeah, so the age of eighteen is irrelevant too. No, not necessarily. They had to go by averages. So you can you can give birth safely at 18 where you can't at 10. Okay. So that's that's a re that's part of the reasons I was giving for this. Now as you said, individually based, some people mature faster, some people mature a little bit better, more efficiently than other people do. But physically and mentally. So they had to come up with an average. What's fair for the most people? What one law to govern everybody is going to be the most effective for everybody? It's really weird. Now you're for averages and what, what's beneficial for greater society. Right, because that's a secular law. We have to but come earlier, up with one law for everybody, don't we? Yeah, so when religion... So we didn't have that law person, under religious institutions. That was a secular law. Okay. This one coming in from Lady Firebrand says, Hussein needed... Let's see... It's more just a jab. This one from Ronald Minaga says, Hey, James, I've seen every debate since your inception. Maybe interfaith debates would be more entertaining. I've been waiting seven years, and God never shows up. Well, we do have an interfaith. Actually, we have a couple of interfaith debates coming up at DebateCon, the conference that I had mentioned, and that, as you can see at the bottom right of your screen, is going to have not only, you could say, not only interfaith, but you could say interworldview. We have like three, three out of our four. We're having two debates where it's a Muslim versus a Christian. And then we're having one debate where, as you can see at the bottom right of your screen, it's an atheist versus an atheist debate. So we're actually want to let you know it's going to be epic. We're excited about that. Link in the yeah, description. I want to chime in on that. I, I saw one interfaith demonstration at an atheist convention, which I thought was hysterical. So they, they had a, a Catholic and a Protestant uh, priest, both of them. And then they had a, uh, a, a Jewish rabbi and a Hindu, I forget, whatever. And then they had this, this Muslim up there. And I remember that the, the Jew was saying that um, that he's a secular Jew, and he says, I should be in the audience with y'all. I don't know why I'm on this stage. That was funny. Whenever the Hindu said something that was so unfamiliar to our backgrounds living in America that, that we all kind of just, just give, a, give it a laugh and a chuckle, we all know the arguments of the Protestant and the Catholic, and we may as well just be watching them fight with each other on stage. That was amusing. But every time the Muslim spoke, 
especially everything he said about how women should be treated disproportionately. I was thinking, trying to telepathically contact this guy to say, just shut up before this army of pacifists tears you apart. <laughs> Juicy to say the least. We will have two Muslims at the event, Daniel Hakikachu and Kenny Bomer, in those debates. It is... For, for real, folks, check out the links in the description. You don't want to miss it. The crowdfund is down below, as well as in-person tickets if you're in the Fort Worth, Texas area. Bitter Truth says, if religion is biological, you don't need to teach your child about the Quran or Bible. Would both of you please answer on this point? Yeah, children are born atheist until somebody lies to them. And then they have to have all of this theology and everything planted on them. Any thoughts, Hussein? I mean, it's just it's just literally not true. I mean, again. Okay, so you're telling me that Hindu children are grown are born believing in Islam? No, but they're born believing in one God. Um, so you can, even in, even in Hindu cultures where they have yeah, many in gods. Japan there was a there's one for example Japan there's Shinto, but a study between Japanese and British uh, students uh, that were like age five and they all had preconceived notions of God. And okay, when they so ask, by, by the time they're five, they have their their culturally conditioned beliefs in God. Then, but it's not innate; they're not born believing in God. How, okay, so you're saying the Shinto people who don't have a like a one all power for God somehow convinced these five year old Japanese uh, kids to believe in an all powerful God, like an yeah, Islamic so, so God. So, so the kids who grew God. up in the in the culture that where that religion is dominant absorb the dominant culture what a shock there most most of it japan is like either secular or atheist or shinto and shintos don't believe in the same god same type of concept of a god okay. as christians and muslims but they somehow still uh described a god like an islamic god or a christian okay god. here's here's one of one of my problems i'm gonna i'm gonna need to see a direct citation so i can look at it and the reason why is because when i have explained my position to you directly you threw it back at me, totally perverted into the exact opposite of what I just said. You accused me of swearing an allegiance to hedonism and a whole bunch of other ridiculous things that are not even remotely close to anything I've ever said, and I've made my positions explicitly clear over and over and over again. So if you got all of that wrong so many times just in this one conversation, then how could I trust your citation of data on this other okay, aspect? So again, because over. my experience has been whenever a creationist brings up a scientific document to justify creation or to attack evolution, it'll say what it says. I go read it and it never says what they said it did. Okay. Never once. Again, so here's the citation. So Oliver Petrovich, right, from Psychology at Oxford. Send it to me. Yeah, send it Science to me. Science and so Spirit. In email. Give me the link. Okay. In email. And I'll be happy to look it up. This one from M.A. says, Hussein, is Sharia law beneficial for society? Or just for you guys that think and believe such as yourself? Uh, no, I mean, that it's like, were they listening? I think it's beneficial for everyone, women included. I mean, there's plenty of studies how Islamic women are happier, less body image issues because of hijab and less infidelity. There's tons of it, tons of benefits to them as well. This one from... Bitter Truth says, Aaron, I'm an atheist and ex-Muslim. I left Islam just because I can't accept, I don't believe it and don't have to protect. Uh, but Hussein, why do you need to believe 
in Islam and why do you need to protect it? Um, I mean, so the first step would be, do you believe in God? Okay. So I came to that conclusion and then now I have to observe all the religions and I think Islam is the best religion. So, so you came to a conclusion. Yeah, that's what exists. Okay. Yes. However, we, we don't need to argue about how you came to that conclusion. That that admission contradicts your earlier statement that no. belief in God is innate. So I innately believed in it. Okay. Right? Okay. We're just, just going to do both. Atheist, okay. Fine. Wait, so I got a both sides here. Why? You want my personal story, right? So I grew up, right? I believed in God. Okay. Hang around a bunch of atheist people. They influence me to question it. And then I, then I do more research. All the research to me points to God being God existing. I believe in God, and now I'm reverting to Islam. Okay, so it's innate, and you need it, but you went for a time where it was where it was not innate, and you didn't need it. No, I didn't say that. I didn't okay. say that I fully accepted um, like atheism. It was more just like, oh, you know, like uh, do I you need to follow need all these rules? What you now say you need, I don't need, and most of this audience doesn't need. So when you tell a bunch of atheists that they need spirituality when they know better, how well do you think you did in this debate? I think I did well. I mean, I think you can look up all the data, but you're ignoring it. I mean, I'm not ignoring anything. I said, send me the links to James and I'd be happy to review whatever you think I ignored. I guarantee I didn't ignore anything, but this, you perverted an awful lot of what I said. This one from Covey Mom says for both can you please steel man each other's position in two to three sentences? Who'd like to go first? He believes what he believes because he believes it. And it makes him feel good to believe that. So he thinks he's, everybody's going to feel good if he believes that. So if you, if you believe, and if you, if you live in a place where suicide, unless you're a suicide bomber, being you know if you're do, committing suicide for god then it's okay but if you're not committing suicide for god then committing suicide is going to get you sent to hell so less people will go sent to hell if you have uh if, if extramarital sex is criminalized so that people go to prison or get executed for having extramarital sex you will have less extramarital sex even if they should and have the right to have extramarital sex we, we're going to continue that we're just going to say that that's bad so the the edicts that we want to live on ourselves we're going to impose on everybody else and because it makes me feel good it, it, it'll make everybody else feel good too and i have statistics that show very specifically uh hand-picked statistics that contradict a whole lot of other statistics that i'm just going to ignore then i can say that this this is good for everybody the same oppression for all and women will like being hidden under the under the hijab and not having the freedoms that they have anywhere else because why would anybody want freedoms why would you need equality just do as i say and believe what i tell you and it'll make you happy it did me that was a lot so yeah. cheating good freedom good <laughs> i mean i could be just as disingenuous it wasn't really much of a steel man um so uh Arns is uh religion isn't true and then therefore because truth is the ultimate value uh essentially uh it's bad for society that's that's correct if it's not true it's worthless the yeah. only value any information can have is in however accurate we can show it to be and if you can't show that it's accurate at all it has no value at all yeah 
So physics, there's a bunch of things in physics you could look into that it doesn't have a hundred percent validity. Or I didn't say a hundred percent. No value though. Show me the no truth value. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Chuby Fun Stuff says, Aaron, given that the imperial truth states religions should be abolished, would you be a believer in the God Emperor of mankind? I don't know what that means. You're going to have to say that question again. They say, given that the imperial truth states religions should be abolished, would you be a believer in the God Emperor of mankind? doesn't make any sense any of it yeah i was confused what's an imperial that? truth what is a god emperor i think he's saying if you were like the god emperor of the world should you outlaw religion or pe- or do you do you not no i'm an atheist i'm 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 among the strongest defenders of freedom of religion we believe in freedom of thought religion does not islam especially wants to prohibit free thought that you're told what to believe and you better believe it you're not allowed to think what you will. It doesn't control your thoughts. I mean, you can go be an atheist and yeah, but you're still going to be you're still going to be right sent now. to hell for your thoughts. It's the thought crime. It's it happens in the Bible and the Quran Wait, several uh, times in both so places. Why do you why are you mad? Why are you mad about God condemning you to hell if you don't even think it exists? Because it's a lie made but made up by people to oppress <laughs> other people to manipulate other people. That is the detriment of your religion against society. The way that it oppresses other people to manipulate them through That's dishonesty. Decon nine nine eight one says, "For Hussein, why are there so many suicide bombers if Islam prohibits suicide?" Dude, what is, what is this right wing talking point? Like, like, oh wow, why are there criminals in Islamic societies? Like, oh, and you know, God God must not exist, or like Islam's bad because there's criminals. Like, this is like a, the mind of a child. Like, what, what, what is this? Like, well, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, I'm sure Aaron is like a perfectly upstanding person. I'm not going to be like, wow, he's he's the akin of Mao and Hitler who are like irreligious. Like, I'm not going to say he's the same as them. Like, that's that wouldn't be me attacking his point. This one coming in from Zar Zarin again says right now in Germany, child molesters go to jail. But if they are priests. Most of the cases are closed, and they can continue their work at another place. Is religion good or bad for children? Again, this is like a straw man. Like, like religion isn't bad. Religion never said, "Hey, priests, go molest those children." Like, you can't, you can't again condemn Christians and Christianity for like one bad priest. And and yes, even under like christian societies like they should punish them like i don't understand this logic here at all like you're just saying like oh bad people exist like haha people people often in in like i'm seeing in the comments here there's a lot of what what i suspect is anti-semitism where people criticize me for not criticizing jews why do you attack christianity and, and islam but you never attack judaism despite the fact that I attack the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, almost exclusively. (laughs) This one coming in from, do appreciate it, Beautiful Joe. I didn't see your question, but let me know if you had one you wanted to attach. Cruz Vanderwark says, Hail Aaron Ra and Hail Satan. Do you agree, Aaron? I think they're asking if you hail Satan. Well, that requires a complex... uh, 
question or explanation. There is no Satan. There is no literal Satan. Satan is the opposer, specifically the opposer of faith. My interpretation of Satan and that of a lot of other Satanists is that Satan was somebody that was trying to reason against faith, and that's the ultimate sin, apparently. So when you say hail Satan, you're saying hail to yourself, hail to other people of rationality. That's one interpretation. That's the shortest way I could possibly describe it. This one from Bitter Truth says, Muhammad killed whoever was against or made fun of him. Modern Muslims are just interpreting, but this is where blasphemy law made Aaron Hussein won't accept this. I don't know. Let's see. Let me try to reword there's that. Literal, there's literal stories about um, Muhammad accepting people into the faith and into society and uh, forgiving them who tried to kill him, uh, who also like made fun of him. So Yeah, but he doesn't accept people not in the faith. So there's people who fought against them, right? And they didn't accept Islam. They were prisoners of war. They didn't just auto-slaughter them. Okay, again, these are like weird orientalist right-wing talking points. From you, you know, I'm not in the right wing either. Right? I know, I know, you're not. I'm not. I'm not okay. saying you're doing this, by the way. Thank you. So, it'd be again like me comparing you to like Mao, like just because you're both people who are irreligious. Like, again, it's it's dumb. This one coming in from Paula Olson says, if spying in Islam is illegal, then how did the government justify their actions during the Iranian Revolution in the 1970s? I don't know whose government they mean. I think they mean like the Islamic rebellion of the like the the overthrow of the the guy that was in power, um, who's like a U.S. and Euro-backed secularist kind of thing. So they wanted to overthrow him. I mean, is isn't that good under liberalism? Like, they have the right to do whatever they want within their country border country's borders. I have so no you, idea about liberalism. I'm a leftist. No, I know, I know, I know, I know you are. But I'm saying, like, even under liberalism, and I, this is a more of a political debate. But liberalism states, right, you have to respect other people's autonomy, right? So if China wants to do something, then China can do it, and you have no say in what what happens in China. You either agree to trade or not. We're using two different definitions, and I'm using the one that is colloquially more common in in the states. Because the people have this political fixation on the left versus right, not realizing the importance of the authoritarian versus the anti-authoritarian or the libertarian alternative. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Ghazi says, to clarify a previous question, Aisha commented on Allah's hastiness in fulfilling the prophet's desires after he revealed all azab 51 per ibn kathir i am not familiar with this but i think that they're suggesting from this ibn, passage ibn kathir is what he wrote the um oh, what is it i can't remember I can't, i'm having a senior moment it was one of the many references that i had to use when i was reading the quran i had to constantly refer to kathir you got it. Looking it up now, I, I'm reading that it says, known as Ibn Kathir, highly influential Arab historian and yeah. exegete scholar. Okay. And yeah, I think because I, saying, I realized that for a Westerner like myself, raised in a predominantly Christian society, that if I were to read the Quran just by myself, just read it, 
I wouldn't understand any of it. Much like if somebody was raised in Punjab, India, and had never met a Christian and tried to read the Bible, they would have no idea that the serpent was supposed to be Satan or, or that Jesus was supposed to be his own dad. These are, these are things that are not in the book, that are just part of the tradition, and I realized that I had to talk to other believers or people who, who were raised in Islam and who spoke Arabic who could then explain to me what it is that I'm reading. And, I, and before I could even address them, I had to compare multiple English translations to tafsirs, and of course that meant many references to Kathir. Got it. Any thoughts on that, Hussein? I, I, I don't know what they're talking about because I can't even find that. And I think what they're talking about is like a hadith, but about which, which doesn't necessarily have to do with the Quran. And it's, yeah. I, don't, I don't see anyone about like swiftness. So I don't know what they're talking about. I thought I was under the impression that it was suggesting that Muhammad was trying to rush the process of consummating the marriage, to be honest. Well, not many people marry, you know, consummate a marriage three years after the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so, in like in the Islamic uh, tradition, I mean, it's the wife doesn't have to move in right away. And, you know, they can agree to marry off someone. And then when the wife is ready to move in and mature enough, then she can decide to go. Or if the family with her will decide to go. So, I don't, I don't, again, I don't know what they're referencing. So, you got it. They said, this is chubby, fun stuff. Did we get this? They say, we got that one. Kathy Tudor, thanks for your question, says, Hussein, if Islam was taught to you by a woman with a matriarchal slant and says, example, women having multiple husbands, would you still find Islam beneficial? Like, so you're saying in an alternative reality, that's what God said? Then sure, yeah, if that's what God said. Then yeah, why would I? Who am I to deny like God's God's words. I don't because it's not God. Obviously, it's the words of men pretending to speak for God. Yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree. <laughs> this one coming you, you in don't, from you don't have to be right all the time. You can disagree with me if you like. Yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> Bitter truth says, even Muhammad saw infant girl. Said, if I'm alive when she is, you and I will marry her, Aaron. I don't. Why do you finish with Arin? I don't. I guess that's for you, Arin. They says even if Muhammad saw an infant girl, they said if I'm alive when she is, you and I will marry her. Yeah, I have no idea what the what they're saying. You got it. But I I, I feel your pain because I'm reading a lot of these comments in the chat, and I'm there's a lot of it that is written unintelligibly. <laughs> Yeah, that one was hard for me to understand. I think, let's see, this one coming in from, uh, don't worry, Bitter Truth, this one, thanks for your question, this one. Same Again, person Bitter Truth? <laughs> Is this the only guy? The, he's, he's put in a lot of questions. Almost every other one right now is Bitter Truth. He says, did you find God? Can you show me this, Hussein? This is kind of a, a lot like the question asked earlier on like what you believe and why. Uh, Mike MC said, so you hand-waved my comment about hand-waving. Just checking on you, Hussein. says, what Islamic country would you live in? And why not move there right now if it's so great, Hussein? Uh, yeah, let me just uh, pick up and move. Nice meme. I mean, is he funding my, uh, my move? Yeah. Like, does, does he want to fund somebody, my move? 
you got another troll in the chat that I'm familiar with. I recognize the name who who wants to make that argument that rights come from God. And that's why women have the right to drive in some countries and not in other countries. And women have the right to vote in some countries and not in others because they all have the same God, right? No, no, no. God doesn't give rights. All rights are bestowed, maintained, or, or uh, repealed by legislators, humans. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question as well. Mike MC says, Oh, we got that one. This one coming in from Bitter Truth. <laughs> Wait a minute. This, let me see if I missed one. I could have sworn I missed one. Two seconds, just reloading. <clears throat> this one from Mr. Creenan says, Hussein, how do you reconcile the Sufis saying all of the Quran is allegorical with the historical literal, literalist scripturalism of Islam. <laughs> um, I mean, so that would be like up to you, you as a person to decide. I mean, you can seek God however you want. I mean, you want to read about Sunni Islam. I mean, there's Shia Islam. There's there's Salafi. There's a tons of different schools. I mean, yeah. If you want to just start with, do you think God exists, right? And then go from there, man. I mean, whereas if there was one God, really. And he really cared that much whether you believe in his truth there wouldn't be hundreds of different religions and thousands of different denominations well humans corrupt things i mean i'm sure you're aware of that yeah so. but this is god right infallible and he's a telepath and he and he's, he's going to damn you if you don't get it exactly right um uh, again i don't maybe you're like uh too um entrenched in christian theology but you know, no, no, no. I'm talking about from the Quran, where even the people of the book, the Jews and the Christians, they will be accepted in one verse but rejected in another if they hold to the thing. If they don't accept Islam, well, then you're no longer Jewish, are you? And if you're Christian, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God or a prophet of God, oh, excuse me, not a prophet, they'll accept prophet. If you believe that he's the Son of God or that he is God, then you're still going to hell. Okay, so I mean, Islam says you have to submit to God. So if you do that, you yeah, know, and then it has, and you got to be very specific about that. Yeah. So the Trinitarian Christians, they're going to hell. Now you may have lived your entire life devoted. You you've been abstinent. You've been renunciate. You've been devoted to God your whole life. You're celibate and everything. But when you die, you find out that you dedicated your life to the wrong version of God. There's a slightly different version that a perfect God would have told you about. And made sure you knew, but instead, what have we got to go on? The empty assertions of people who obviously don't know what they're talking about. I mean, it's not going to be spelled out for you. So if it's a yeah, test. Because there is no God. No it's all you. people making stuff up. And so that's, that's what it is. And they can't agree, and that's why it's not spelled out. If there was a God, it would be. Okay. There's one coming in from... You guessed it. Bitter Truth says, if Quran is the book of God, there should be real science and true human anatomy. But all of them are wrong. Why should I believe in that book? I think they're saying that the Quran doesn't have any scientific truth. Hussein, what okay. would you say? I mean, that's not true. I mean, it's one religious text... In, in general, they don't claim to be scientific books. They're books on how you ought to behave and live your life. 
Um, there is some scientific truths within the Quran that you can feel free to Google and research yourself. Um, but again, it's not like a science book, so I don't know. Yeah, there, and there's an awful lot. Why would you be turning to God about for science like, that is dead science. ass wrong? Huh? There's an awful lot the Quran says about science that is completely wrong. Okay, I mean you can agree to disagree again. So well, again, I've got I can show citations. Yeah, so. when it says that you know that, that one of the signs of the end times is when that there will be when the the moon and the sun are both orbiting around the earth because the people who wrote the bible or you know, the Quran didn't realize that the sun is bigger than the earth and that the and that the sun doesn't orbit the earth but that the moon does and that it's much smaller than the earth they they thought that the moon was bigger than the stars and that the stars were just projectiles that are stuck in this in this in the firmament so that angels can grab the stars and throw them at devils who get too close to the hotel at the top of the sky okay you really ought to read the Quran it's fantastic fiction yeah. Some of it, you know, there's again, there's a debate even when within Islam, like some of this is allegorical, right? And some of it isn't. So I get that it. Is Just kind like of with the Bible, to... it's it's exactly literal, except where it isn't. Yeah. So this one coming in from do appreciate your question. You guessed it. Bitter truth says Hussein, I'm disappointed from your reply. You simply don't know or are just trying to fool us. Like about what the the child marriage thing, or like I don't know which right wing talking points should I be responding to here. <laughs> what makes like, it a right wing? Because I mean, you and I, I, I am against right wing talking points all day. I've made what, a career what, out of arguing against right wing talking points, but I'm not recognizing them here. So I mean, even in the debate, you made like a like an innate bias thing, and I'm sure I did too. Um, but for example, you said like, oh, like uh, the rape thing, or um, the rape thing. Yeah, you made some comment about some country and then like allowing rape or something like that. And then you have like the innate bias where like it's okay for Christian priests to like rape kids when it really isn't. Like nowhere did, did in Christian. Did I say ever anywhere that it, anybody says it's all right to rape kids? No, I'm not saying you said it's okay. I'm saying you're saying that religion excuses it when that's people within a religion, not religion. I don't think I even said that. Okay. I said there's no law against child marriage. That That much I said. Okay. The, the, the religious law that we do have secular laws with secular purpose secular reasons given not religious reasons but biological reasons yeah which one it's funny by the way you say like um you're anti-oppression right so what's more oppression oppressive uh individualist individualized plans so like if i have a, a daughter and she's like really mature at 14 and she's already past puberty and she really wants to get married and then there's this 25 year old who has like all these good qualities if and they like each other and i agree that they should marry i mean that would be like uh so apparently really bad under your secular system why why does it become your decision no it's her decision ultimately i said if they want to meet and i okay it right or like and you okay you know, it so it becomes your decision it's i'm part of the family right so you're the responsible adult because she can't be no she can't what i just said she has to agree to okay the so she wants to do it and you don't so you're no longer the responsible person. So she decides she's 14 years old. She's going to marry a 25-year-old. She's going to marry somebody 10 years, her, more than 10 years her senior. And you no longer, you don't have any say in it because you're not the responsible adult anymore. She at 14 is, and her word overrides yours. Are you agreeing that, with that? That depends how you want to look at it. I mean, our parent relationships apparently oppressive to you. Like if I want my child to eat broccoli and they don't want to eat broccoli, am I now oppressing them? Because that's what you're saying. 
No. <laughs> I'm going to give up trying to explain things to you if you're going to go with what that. What do you mean? That's analogy. what you're saying. That's the same comparison. No, it's not. If I try and exert any will on my child, it's no, a pressure. No, that is not, not That's how you're seeing remotely. it. Okay. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Mike MC says, Aaron, what are you drinking tonight? Oh. Local brew, The Temptress by Lakewood. Nice. Staying with it, thanks for your question, says, Is Islam against LGBT rights? I believe so. I, uh, they say, I believe so. Uh, so then how can Islam be good for society? Hussein. Okay, so, I mean, not to get too much into that, but there is a lot of data that states that, like, you know, a lot of people who are gay were, were molested. I mean, you can look into that data. And so it may be like a, a like a coping, uh, like a coping mechanism. So, I mean, should we try and use psychology to uh, try and solve that? You know, who knows? Uh, all it says is, is a sin and you, you shouldn't try and you should try and refrain from that. Plenty of, you know, gay Muslims. I don't care what they do in their own home. I don't know what these people want. Yeah. Just, I, I think it's interesting also that I'm I'm I've been throughout this whole thing saying that it's it, you we shouldn't let children have these you know, get involved in these sexual relationships we need to have we need to have the, the responsible adult decision we need to have some restriction for their own sake and people in the chat are twisting that again into the opposite saying that I, I advocate for child marriage or something I mean how could it how did how do people twist these things around upside down like this I don't know. This one though from Gino Star zero seven. I haven't gotten to check in the on the sta- the uh, chat as I've been trying to vet these questions just as, so I don't pull a Ron Burgundy and read something I shouldn't. Gino Star zero seven says, "Everyone, what's your favorite type of food?" I would say Mexican, maybe seafood. What about you guys? Um, I guess I'll go first. On that. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I like all food. I mean. Uh, you know, there's good food in every culture, so you should go try it all. Uh, I like yeah. Moroccan tagine, and I like uh, Japanese food. It has like a very um, uh, good palate. You know, like Today a good. It brings out a little sun. bit of everything. Today I had dim sum to celebrate my wife's 52nd birthday. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Any favorite food, Aaron? Uh, porterhouse steak on my barbecue. Nice. This one from Bitter Truth says, that's right, Bitter Truth, says, what are scientific truths in the Quran, Hussein? Maybe, so maybe if you give them one or two. (laughs) Without Googling, okay, so we'll come back to that if you have something. I don't have it on, like, on top of my head, but they talk about, like, uh, we made every living thing from water, so uh, will they not believe? He was asking for a truth, though. I mean, are is is there water in like all living things? Yes, I mean that's yeah, true. Yeah, there is, but are we made of it? No. Okay. <laughs> this came up in the Kenny Bomer Matt Dillahunty debate at our last debate conference. I uh, so that was it's a juicy question, but this one coming in from Bitter Truth, we we got this one. Decon nine nine eight one says, Aaron and Hussein, do you consider Islam to be conservative or liberal? I think they mean like politically, like what does it align with most or like what is it 
happen to be parallel with most? I mean, there's conservative and liberal Muslims in like politics. I mean, in America, like a lot of them were conservative at one point and now they vote Dem, Democrat uh, by and large. So, I mean, it's people aren't a monolith. Like, you know, I know I did say like a lot of atheists believe these and that's what I was trying to say like stereotypically, but at the end of the day, like every atheist probably has their own individual reason for believing something. So well, there are plenty of conservative and libertarian and right wing atheists. Yeah, I'm sure. This one coming in from Bitter Truth says angels shooting meteors towards jinn or demons. Is it scientific or God placed mountains onto earth or God holds birds in the middle of the sky? Are these claims scientific? Hussein. What? Why Why would a supernatural event like the end of the world where, like, why Why would that be scientific? I mean, that's out of the realm of science. Like, even, even atheists and scientists will say, like, science isn't devoted to proving supernatural so, events. Like, So stars in the sky are not scientific, and how birds fly is not scientific. No what stars are in the sky is scientific if okay, an are, angel are can lanterns? come and take a star and throw it is not scientific it's this. also not true at all right so we, well, we know we don't know until it happens man i mean i'll see you at armageddon this one mm-hmm. coming in from kent <clears throat> mcleod jr says salam to hussein in sincere respect for going up against Aaron, and for question to hussein what did you expect when going up against Aaron? I'm not um, a monolith either. I'm, I'm just some guy happy to play along. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to say you were. Um, I mean, it, it kind of went how I expected. I mean, in, in a way, I don't know how to prove anything to an atheist because I think it's ultimately just going to come down to fundamental differences and they don't believe that God exists, right? So yeah, I, I don't know how to prove anything to a believer either, because I can show them the facts to demonstrate the truth of it, and they just ignore it. Yeah, there's um, what is it, Birkin something wager where each side um, will view uh, a different set of facts in correlation that it will lead to their thought process. Or, so, like, or one side never, has a list never. of facts, and the other one just has empty assertions based on authority and nothing else, and uh, will ignore all the facts. So I can present the facts. You know, you and I, I were mean, talking about evolution versus creationism for just a split second there. When you asked me if I believe in evolution, right? I can show you all the facts of evolution, all the proof that you need to see, but you mm-hmm. won't even look at it. I mean, I'm agnostic about evolution, but I mean, for example, like I can use the Big Bang as proof for God. And just like you can say, the Big Bang is proof not for God. Okay, right? a thing exists, so therefore God. Well, no, the that, creation that the of argument? the universe exists. Because I, I got that today. I got and therefore there is God, yes. Somebody, I was arguing with a believer today who said that eclipses happen. Yes, the sun and the moon sometimes passes in front of the sun from our perspective. Yes, okay, that, that's a fact. Yes, okay, therefore God. That was his argument, not even kidding. Okay, I mean, I don't... That was that's on not... video earlier this morning. <laughs> well, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, I'm okay, saying well, you're like... saying Big Bang happened. So no evidence of God. Absolutely not. Equals there, evidence of God. There's a causal chain. Causal chain. So we cannot attribute to a magic invisible man. 
And so you're going to assume a magic invisible man. Yeah, so nothing came out of nothing to you. I don't believe there was ever nothing, period. So, okay. So, so there was, no, there was never it. nothing to start with. And okay. so there was nothing to come out of nothing. So how did the Big Bang happen? If there's I don't. I'm not sure that it did. I don't do cosmology. I don't have a belief on that. But I have talked to cosmologists about this, a number of them, famous ones, and okay. they don't believe that everything came out of nothing. Okay, so theists would look at the Big Bang and then see a causal change, and that's why there's the Kalam argument or the causation argument. Which again is is a cluster of the argument. Yeah, the, the 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 Kalam cosmological argument. The first premise failure is anything that begins to exist so they tailor the argument so that they can talk about an eternal god and ignore an eternal universe so you think the universe is eternal yes okay well, well i don't believe that I, I i use the word believe differently uh when i say that i believe something that means that this is what i think is true or closest to the truth uh but i can't but i can't prove that i can't show it i don't so i don't know it but believers pretend to know things they don't know and so they make believe. So there's a slightly different context. I, I get what you're what, trying what to say. What I get that. from cosmologists is that the universe was eternal. I don't have an opinion either way because it doesn't matter. Regardless whether or if or how the universe had a beginning, that doesn't change the fact that all scriptures for every religion are man-made mythology and that we are evolving apes. That doesn't change. Not even the existence of God would change that. Okay. Got to move to the next one. Paula Olson says... Hussein, what's wrong about the Iranian revolution was this. They say Khomeini overthrew the pro-Western government and started an Islamic state that spied on people. How is that good? Okay, I don't know. This is like a political topic, but Western powers spy on people all the time. I mean, like if you're just saying spying makes a country or a government bad, then like newsflash, all governments are bad. The USA is bad. So... I don't know what yeah, you I want. Gotta, I got to, I got to, I'm sorry, say, say your thing. No, no, you're good. You're good. I just like, they're I, I, I get, I get tired of all the accusations of lying when I never lie. And I'm seeing that all through your comments. I shouldn't even be looking at the comments because I get distracted by all these damn trolls. Don't, don't know, go into the churches. I'm talking with Sean Carroll, who's a famous uh, uh, nuclear physicist, or excuse me, uh, cosmologist. He's an astrophysicist and he's explaining how his model is that the universe is eternal. And even in models of the Big Bang that have a singularity, the singularity is itself eternal. Uh, universal wave function is eternal. Material energy is eternal. So I'm not lying, and it's Wait. not a belief. This so there's a singularity that's eternal. Well. I'm just, I shouldn't even look at your chat because I get sidetracked. I apologize. Just to clarify, so you think there's a singularity that's eternal? No, I don't think there's a singularity. Okay, okay. This one coming what I'm in. hearing about a subject that I don't study and therefore don't have an opinion on, the experts in that field, I am going to have to trust what they're saying by if there's a consensus among them, and there appears to be, that even in models that have a singularity, that singularity is still eternal. Wait, but can't that singularity be God? I'm confused here. So there's a singularity that created can, the universe. Can, can the universe. An entire mass of, of, of time, space, everything be a magic invisible man no we don't know what that singularity is it's probably outside of our comprehension so well everything would be inside of that but no what we do know is that the quran is wrong about a hell of a lot of the things it says and so is every other scripture 
They were all written by people. They're all flawed. They're all full of nonsense. Okay, so science is flawed all the time. I mean, you could definitely take a philosophy science of science Science is a self-correcting course. process where religion is not. Religion it's not. Religion starts out heavy, wrong and gets wronger over time. There's a heavy, heavy bias, and it always is influencing. So, Excuse me, what? There's a heavy bias, and it's always... In religion, yes, there is. But science no, has, science, a, has a means science of reducing or min- minimizing or eliminating bias. That's the goal. This okay. one coming in from... Jack Schwartz says, happy birthday to Aaron's wife. Sorry that I don't know her name. Lalandra. I'm a second. Yeah, but seriously, the, the way that science works is by making sure that you can't make a postulation without the evidence to already back it up. You have to have you the evidence to back it up the scientific say the thing. And then it has to be demonstrable to other people. And then other people have to be able to test it. So it eliminates or at least minimizes bias as much as humanly possible. Yeah, you should thank Islam for the scientific method. I this would if one. that were entirely the case, but it, when you when you have a belief system that requires that you credulously accept an authoritarian dictate, then yeah, that's not that's not science. Responded so. This one okay, from what? Bitter Truth says genetic variation is proof of evolution evolution from generation to generation. DNA is a solid evidence. Hussein. Okay, there's there's literally flaws in that theory. I mean, like we have the same DNA as like a banana and stardust. I mean, if we all came from the Big Bang, it's only logical that we have Except similar we didn't DNA. Come from a Big Bang, a Big Bang has nothing to do with evolution. What, what I mean is, if we all right, the Big Bang happens. Okay, and and, has, we, and it was ten billion years, billion with a B, before evolution begins. So we okay. can't equate those two. We can't what I'm saying, them. okay, why are what I'm saying is there's gaps. In the theory of evolution or adaptation? Really? Are there? You want to have a discussion on that on my channel? Let's schedule that one. Let's talk about these gaps. Okay. And so I'm being serious. I would love to have the conversation on that exact topic, that one. Let's spend an hour with, with you failing to list any gaps. Okay. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Last one of the night, Hillary D. says, Oppression is never good for society. It causes danger in the underground. As long as Islam suppresses or blankets answers, it won't do good. Hussein, would you follow the religion or the medical facts? Uh, say it again. So they say, as long as Islam suppresses or blankets answers, it won't do good for society. Would you, Hussein, follow the religion or the medical facts? Um. I don't know what medical facts they're talking about. So it kind of uh, depends on like the medical facts are changing. I mean, it used to be, for example, like we were talking about trans issues that used to be just uh, classified as a mental illness. Now there's a bunch of societal pressure and then they're changing it. I mean, the guy who released the gender construct is a theory literally said he made it up You can Google that. And so it, it always changes. It's always, there's a bunch of flaws with science. I don't know. Why these atheists aren't continuously skeptical? We are continuously skeptical because we, unlike you, are aware of the flaws in science and how the thing that you're talking about right now was a legislative thing, not a scientific thing, and how the science is a self-correcting process that improves knowledge and increases understanding. We're aware of that. That means that you have to correct the errors in your previous perception. I believe I said something about that in my opening statement. No, you did, but I'm saying like, whatever so let's go to the next question that's it for the night in terms of questions want to say a huge thank you to our guests 
We want to let you know, folks, our guests are linked in the description. If you enjoyed this, hey, we're at 920 live viewers. That's huge. We have 310 likes. Feel free to hit that like as it's a small thing on your side, but we really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. So I want to say thank you so much, Aaron and Hussein, for being with us. It's been a true pleasure. Yep. Be sure to schedule that thing about the gaps in evolution because I really want to have that conversation. Oh, gosh. I have to do a lot of research on that then. No worries. <laughs> Juicy, to say the least. And with that, folks, stick around. I'll be back in just a moment with a post-credit scene letting you know about upcoming debates at that conference that you can see at the bottom right of your screen right now, including Arnon Ra himself versus Tom Jump. You don't want to miss it. I'll give you more details about that in just a second, so stick around. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc